Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Yates graded the test, Savory. Yours was the only perfect score. Great, I said, in a deliberate effort to keep myself from saying okay again. Not great, young lady. Mr. Yates intentionally creates exams that challenge the abilities of his students. In 20 years, he's never given a perfect score. Do you see the problem? I couldn't quite bite back my instinctive reply. A teacher who designs tests most of his students can't pass? Mr. Altman narrowed his eyes. You're a good student, Avery. Quite good, given your circumstances. But you don't exactly have a history of setting the curve. That was fair. So why did I feel like he'd gut-punched me? I am not without sympathy for your situation, Principal Altman continued, but I need you to be straight with me here. He locked his eyes onto mine. Were you aware that Mr. Yates keeps copies of all his exams on the cloud? He thought I'd cheated. He was sitting there, staring me down, and I'd never felt less seen. I'd like to help you, Avery. You've done extremely well, given the hand life has dealt you. I would hate to see any plans you might have for the future derailed. Any plans I might have? I repeated. If I'd had a different last name, if I'd had a dad who was a dentist and a mom who stayed home, he wouldn't have acted like the future was something I might have thought about. I'm a junior, I gritted out. I'll graduate next year with at least two semesters worth of college credit. My test scores should put me in scholarship contention at UConn, which has one of the top actuarial science programs in the country. Mr. Altman frowned. Actuarial science? Statistical risk assessment. It was the closest I could come to double majoring in poker and math. Besides, it was one of the most employable majors on the planet. Are you a fan of calculated risks, Ms. Grams? Like cheating? I couldn't let myself get any angrier. Instead, I pictured myself playing chess. I marked out the moves in my mind. Girls like me didn't get to explode. I didn't cheat, I said calmly. I studied. I'd scraped together time, in other classes, between shifts, later at night than I should have stayed up. Knowing that Mr. Yates was infamous for giving impossible tests, had made me want to redefine possible. For once, instead of seeing how close I could cut it, I'd wanted to see how far I could go. And this was what I got for my effort, because girls like me didn't ace impossible exams. I'll take the test again, I said, trying not to sound furious, or worse, wounded. I'll get the same grade again. And what would you say if I told you that Mr. Yates had prepared a new exam? All new questions, every bit as difficult as the first. I didn't even hesitate. I'll take it. That can be arranged tomorrow during third period, but I have to warn you that this will go significantly better for you if now. Mr. Altman stared at me. Excuse me? Forget sounding meek. Forget being invisible. I want to take the new exam right here, in your office, right now. Chapter 2 Rough day, 
Libby asked. My sister was seven years older than me and way too empathetic for her own good, or mine. I'm fine, I replied. Recounting my trip to Altman's office would only have worried her, and until Mr. Yates graded my second test, there was nothing anyone could do. I changed the subject. Tips were good tonight. How good? Libby's sense of style resided somewhere between punk and goth, but personality-wise, she was the kind of eternal optimist who believed a $100 tip was always just around the corner at a hole-in-the-wall diner where most entrees cost $6.99. I pressed a wad of crumpled singles into her hand. Good enough to help make rent? Libby tried to hand the money back, but I moved out of reach before she could. I will throw this cash at you, she warned sternly. I shrugged. I dodge. You're impossible. Libby grudgingly put the money away, produced a muffin tin out of nowhere, and fixed me with a look.